Hello. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. Now that I've had coffee. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I am Erin McDonald, and with me is the ever lovely. Oh, she beat me to it. <laughs> Pamela Eric. No. And I called her Pamela. Don't call Pam Pamela. She hates it. And I did beat her to it because it made her turn red this week. I thought of that about three seconds ago. I was like, I'm going to do it instead of her. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, welcome to It's Not An Allegory, um, our last episode of the year for It's Not well, An Allegory. Of the school year. Of the school year. That's basically how my year works. There's like September to December. And then there's January. January to April. And then there's this void in the calendar. Known as summer. And I don't know if that's a real time. Summer isn't a real time. It's, it's just... Time it's is own, relative. Yeah, it's, it's its own little vibe there, and we just leave it at that. And then the year starts again. Mm-hmm. And that's my calendar. Yeah. It's Like, that's my youth ministry calendar when I'm not in school. That's my... School calendar when I am in school. Like, that's just the entirety of what my life is centered the rest around. Of your life. Yeah. So, yeah. Since Pam and I do not live in the same province, even, uh, we were trying to think of maybe ways we could record just through Skype or whatever, mm-hmm. but we think we'll just, we'll just, we're just going to take a break for the summer. We will see each other a couple of times over the summer because, let's be real, we probably can't go four months without seeing nope. each other. So, Aaron would miss me too much. Oh, totally. It would be me mm-hmm. who would miss you mm-hmm. too much. Pam won't miss me at all. I'm just that clingy golden retriever friend that she's stuck with. No, that she'll miss out. me. She will miss me too. She will. <laughs> I will make sure she does. So <laughs> the, the two times we'll probably see each other over the summer, we'll record then so you won't be totally without this blessed conversation. <laughs> All summer long. <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't keep a straight face for that. I no. tried. I tried, tried so hard. I tried real hard. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we're just really thankful for everybody who has been listening consistently to this. This is... And those listening inconsistently. And those listening inconsistently. Even though you're slightly less loved. I'm kidding. That was a joke. I'm that sorry. Was rough. That was rough. I'm sorry. People didn't see your face as you said that. Oh. That's a little harsh. No, she was joking. You tell in her face. Um, but yeah, we're just really thankful for you guys listening and you know the texts we get and the um, shout outs we get. The, the notes, mail. The mails we get. The mail we get. We get lots of mail. It's lots is like three, but like seeing as I don't get mail unless I order it myself. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> so Does Amazon make you feel loved. Pam? Amazon makes me feel very loved, and like monthly subscription packages. I know they're coming every month. It's just like ah, yes, my gift to me, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I should order online more often. Should it feels should. really special? I mean, I mostly buy necessities online, so like phone chargers. Mm-hmm textbooks in, in our mailboxes there's these little these pink slips that you get if you have mm-hmm. a parcel and honestly that's that's the best thing to find that's in your the mailbox. best feeling ever i the last couple of times i've always known like what's oh, going to be coffee because i had a subscription a three-month subscription for from a coffee place um 
Actually, we had some of that coffee on the podcast, didn't we? The Burundi we did. coffee. Yeah. It was good. I got, I, since then, I had the Honduras, which is incredible, and the Papua New Guinea, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, highly recommend World Atlas Coffee. That's not a sponsor. But the one time, it was a pie. Because mm-hmm. there's a lovely staff lady here who will make a pie for people if you, like, you could order a pie to mm-hmm. go to someone. So, I got one on my birthday from my mom. She ordered one for me. And then I got one from, from from one of my musicians on my chapel team. Who, Which is really precious. Who got me a pie and said, thanks for being a great worship leader. I... It was glorious. I've mostly gotten things that... Oh, one time it was goldfish. I ordered a box and it was like a Costco size, like enough for probably four months. And goldfish. how long did it last you? I still have a few. Okay. But I ate a lot of goldfish. Yes, you did. And that's not even four months. That's like three. Yeah. I I eat a lot of goldfish. Yep. And then like, I got a package from my mom at one point, I think. Anyways, mail is yeah. great. I have something about getting letters and writing mail, so. I write letters all the time, actually. I guess we could, we could open it up like. We could put our mailing addresses on the social media if you guys want to yeah. send us things. Yeah, if you ever want to send us things, although most of our listeners are, are from Pamburton. From like, we're sick of seeing you guys go home. We're all going home for reasons. Anyways, yep. that's totally anyway. what everyone's thinking. What am I drinking, Pam? We are drinking Ethiopian Guji coffee, which it took Gucci. everything in me to not say Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. Sounds pretty Gucci. Yes. It's a light roast. Um, with tones of orange, strawberry, floral, and cream. Ooh, I'm getting that creamy note in there. Yeah. It is a little fruity, mm-hmm. uh, but like a nice fruity. Usually fruity means like citrus, mm-hmm. but this is nice. I like the strawberries and cream taste to it. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of the orange just at first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is definitely, I, yeah, you guys have heard me say many, 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 many times that I'm not a fan of. Uh, fruity tones normally. Um, I just find them very acidic. But this one and the Ethiopian Yoga Chef, I think, are both fruity tones that I've actually enjoyed. I don't know if I would... And we love the Yoga Yeah, oh man. You guys, the 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 Yoga Chef is something that I drink every day because it just made me so happy. We fell in love with the Yoga Chef. Like, as soon as that podcast episode was over where we used the Yoga Chef, I texted... Travis, who roasts the coffee, and ordered a pound of it for myself because I needed it and in my life. I'm going to be ordering a pound for my family. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly for me, but like yeah. family. Don't I'm going to bring it home and say, here's coffee. I'm ordering Kingbird for oh, a King friend. Good. And I'm order- ordering Yerga Chef for myself. Kingbird my- used to be what I ordered for myself. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've ordered coffee yeah. from Travis. I... I- order it every once in a while but, See, but you have pre- so many this is like the yurga chef mm-hmm. this is like yeah, I'm, I'd I'm, say just as good as the yurga chef yeah. and I absolutely love it like this is gonna be mm-hmm. gone real fast here my question bringing it back to the original themes of our questions for a very long time in this podcast is what would you say is your favorite of the roasts that you've received from Travis Ooh, favorite of the roasts other than the yurga chef uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to remember the name way, way back, like in January, mm-hmm. 
there was a there was a cup it was a medium roast with like hazelnut mm. and actually no not those ones it's the one that was mislabeled Ooh. that I can never remember the name of because it doesn't have the right label on it but it had tones of um tones of not hazelnut nutmeg mm-hmm. nutmeg tones chocolate mm-hmm. tones mm-hmm. and something else and it was so so good mm-hmm. and it's um, and it's gone now i just finished it oh. like i finished it way faster than i finished any of the samples that travis gives us but speaking of travis go get some metal art coffee you have one the more coretto. chance if you're here the coretto Ooh, okay if you're a student this is your last chance he roasts on mondays so mm-hmm. talk to him before that and get some coffee. This Guji totally worth the buy. Mm-hmm. Like buy, you could get half a pound for about eight bucks, mm-hmm. and you can get a full pound for about sixteen. And there's a variety mm-hmm. of others. Go listen to our other podcast. We don't remember all the names. That's we're trying to remember all the Bible school stuff as well as coffee. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No, the, I know coffee would usually take my first priority, but coffee is going to be a second priority when I have to pass finals. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, yeah. That concussion really messed with me, y'all. I, all our important assignments were due that week. And yep. so I got extensions for all of them, but there's only two weeks left in the semester. <laughs> and so... And now there's only a week left. Now there's only a week left in the semester. I still have to write one of them. So last week, I wrote two papers in one day. And Don't, then that's not a recommendation. Don't do this. The next day, I took out some sources for a paper. And then the next day, I read two textbooks... And then the day after that, I did a full project, like a full creative project and a write-up. <laughs> okay, she's laughing, but she it's only because if she doesn't laugh, she'll cry. It's true. I have, so, not, like, I have not studied a single thing for exams I mean, yet. neither have I, but that's only because the sun came out and suddenly schoolwork didn't seem as important. <laughs> True. I finished my papers. I got all my stuff done. Although I did have a million of extra things to be doing mm-hmm. involving music and leadership stuff. Yeah. Like the thing, like Good Friday. I guess we should talk a little bit about Easter mm-hmm. and such since that's, it's Easter weekend. It is Easter weekend. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. We went to the Good Friday service. Um... And this is my third Good Friday being a Christian. Two of my Good Fridays have been during COVID now. And that is this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and my third Good Friday was the second time I've been in a community during Good Friday uh, as a Christian. And yeah, I don't know. I always I always understood the significance of Good Friday. Like I don't know, I'm a pastor's kid. You you know why Good Friday is such an important thing. But, yeah, yesterday, it just kind of really hit me um, how different my life is because of Good Friday. Um, like, I don't know, I can see a very clear divide in my life from before I was a Christian and now. There's, like, a very clear divide. And, you know... There's a lot of differences, but just thinking about Good Friday and thinking about the sacrifice that happened, that really just put that change in perspective. Mm. Like, I, yeah, 
it was really humbling yesterday just listening to people uh sing and worship god in the midst of such a un like it is an uncomfortable topic we're talking about talking about suffering and death suffering and death and um, our sin and the weight of our sin and what mm-hmm. what our sin required mm-hmm. for salvation yeah and mm. Just being in that atmosphere did it yesterday just really made it hit different, I guess, like mm. what that meant. And it was such a crazy, crazy experience for me. Like Good though? Yeah, like good. But okay. like yeah, it just kinda Cause I Yeah. As a worship leader, like we've been taking mm-hmm. women's worship leadership class and I think he made a really good point. He mm-hmm. talked about how our Good Friday services tend to look a little mm-hmm. more like Easter services. Because we like closure. Mm-hmm. We don't like leaving this uncomfortable, well, Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Jesus is dead. What do, like? Mm-hmm. And of course, like we know what's coming. We know what, mm-hmm. what comes Easter morning. But we don't want to sit and ponder that discomfort at all. Mm-hmm. And so as one who is leading all the music, you know that I took that opportunity to mm-hmm. create some discomfort. So mm-hmm. though it didn't turn out quite as I had wanted, uh, I got a lot of good feedback about it. But... To close mm-hmm. the service, I said, well, I said, please rise for this last. Mm-hmm. As we close with this song, we sang mm-hmm. the song, There's a Redeemer, because we had talked so much about... Which I actually love that song I so love that much. song so much, mm-hmm. because it's saying, thank you, oh my father, for giving us your son mm-hmm. and leaving your spirit till your work on earth is mm-hmm. done. That's the chorus. That's the I main... like it because it addresses the Trinity. It does. And I love that so much. It's a really great old hymn. I know it because of Keith Green, but... That's also old now. That's the 70s. That I know you don't know who Keith Green is. You should, because if you know anything about worship history, Keith Green is someone who's going to come up, so you should learn. I'll tell you later. Um, but <laughs> at the very end of that song, I grabbed my Bible and I read John 19, 28 to 30, mm-hmm. which is, um, Jesus said, I thirst. And they put a sponge on a hyssop branch and dipped it in sour wine and offered it up to him. And when he had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And then I closed my Bible and we walked off the stage. That's such a heavy like passage. It, it's so heavy. And we had talked so much about his death and the discomfort of his death and and the weight of our sin. Mm-hmm. And then I closed like that and I, I could feel the awkward tension mm-hmm. in the room. No one knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And it, part yeah. of me was thinking this is kind of funny because I didn't say... I didn't say go in peace. Mm-hmm. I didn't say you're dismissed because I wanted this. I wanted everyone to stop and think that's really awkward and uncomfortable and I don't like it. Why don't mm-hmm. I like this? Because I think a Good Friday service, you're supposed to pick it up Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You leave that because Jesus is dead and the mm-hmm. disciples didn't have mm-hmm. the Sunday they were looking forward to. They didn't know what Sunday was going to bring. Like, they had no clue. They, they just knew their Savior was dead. Mm-hmm. And they had no clue what to do. And, of course, we don't live like that. No. But it's. I think it's good to, every once in a while, think about that kind of discomfort and that level of sadness. Because mm-hmm. we can even apply it to our eschatological mm-hmm. longing for Christ's return. It's, yeah. like, we're, it's like, if you're leaving a Good Friday service thinking, I need Sunday to come because mm-hmm. Jesus will be alive. Then you could think, well, I need Jesus to come back. Mm-hmm. I Like, you that's not a bad desire mm-hmm. to have. Of course, you shouldn't 
Not take have, a fatalist. Take, yeah, fatalistic Don't approach fatalist or like, it, but. yeah, but we can, like, we should be longing for Christ's return mm-hmm. because that means we are not attached to the earthly. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I talked about that when we were writing our ethics paper. My ethics mm-hmm. paper was really hard and talked a lot mm-hmm. about the depravity of man. Mm-hmm. And I remember praying a lot that week of, Jesus, I just need you to come back mm-hmm. because this world is so broken and you'll just make everything right. I know you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a hard thing to think about. So, like, okay, today we're talking about mm-hmm. what have we learned this year. Mm-hmm. Now I've just shared a couple things, but I can come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And so what we have learned applies to our lives today. And God has a lot to say in his book. I'm wearing a VeggieTales shirt, so obviously I have to sing the song. Yeah. And so um, we know that God's word is for everyone. And now that a song is done, we'll take a look. I should have seen that coming. Should have. Should have. So we're talking about what we've learned throughout the school year. Yeah. I told Pam at the beginning, I was like, I'm going to sing the VeggieTales song. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sing the VeggieTales song. I wasn't entirely doubtful that you would sing the VeggieTales song. Like, that is very on brand for you. Uh-huh. But I forgot. I forgot that part of that is interrupting the next sentence to finish this song. <laughs> so That was perfect. It made it even better. That, Pam just stared at me the whole time. You know the just face like, that Bob the Tomato makes of just like Oh yeah, Pam the, like the deadpan blank, like why oh, is this my life? You yes. are Bob and I'm Larry. Like yeah, everything about our relationship I'm wearing a Larry Boy t shirt. Like <laughs> Yeah, this checks out. Everything about our relationship mm-hmm. is Bob and Larry, so Pam, what have you learned in school? <laughs> yeah, that's actually what we were going to talk about. And then we decided to talk about Easter for a bit because we didn't plan last night because I was tired. So was I, though. I almost fell asleep in a chair. Yikes. But that's a comfy chair, so I support you. It's a very you. comfy I know chair. What, I know a comfy chair you mm-hmm. you were sitting in. It's valid. I've fallen asleep in that chair. Um, I've learned a lot this year. Um, This year's been really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, I don't know. There's just been a lot of changes. We... Left school last year on a pretty tough note of, um, yeah, just getting sh- had having to pack up and leave in like a day, um, and that was really hard last year. Um, so coming back here, we I didn't really know what to expect, which was weird, um, and yeah, a big thing f- for this year is probably just trusting and relying on God. Um, I don't know, like. I've learned a lot about what it looks like to do things um, not of my own strength. Um, I had a lot of just different scenarios come up where I literally was just not sure how I was going to make it through the year. Um, And I really wanted to go home, but I knew I couldn't. Couldn't because I knew that that wasn't what God wanted me to do, and couldn't because um, I paid twelve grand to pee here, so I <laughs> wasn't gonna go home. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that um, that was a big lesson for me is like learning to trust God, and um, a theme that's kind of come up all year, but especially since probably February. I think that's when day of prayer was, was it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is 2 Corinthians 12, 1-9. Um, 
or one to ten, where Paul is talking about how um, he had seen heaven in a vision and he didn't want to boast about it. He was going to boast in his weakness. And to make sure that he didn't become conceited, God allowed a messenger of Satan, a thorn in the flesh. Um, and then Paul is talking about this and he asks God three times for it to be taken away. And God answers, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. Hmm. Um, and so Paul responds with, I will boast in my weakness. And that's kind of been my theme verse for this year. Like, there's been a lot of days where I've just, like, gone to Aaron or to um, my hall leader or deans and just been like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And all of them, without talking, managed to say that verse to me. And, <laughs> like, so clearly it meant something. Sometimes I think I actually yeah. said that verse. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And that's so, one of my favorites, So. That's probably been the biggest theme for me is understanding what it means for grace to be sufficient. It doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. It means that we're saved, like God's sacrifice is sufficient to cover our sins. But it means a lot more than that, too. Like, just the daily grace that he gives us. We're um, the common grace, mm. common grace, where it's like, yeah, the breath in our lungs, the strength to get the things done we need to today. That's a gift of grace, and God has given us a sufficient amount for today. Um, mm. And, like, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that I do without that strength. Like, if it's not for the Holy Spirit in me, there's a high chance that I'd just be in bed most of the time because I'd be too exhausted to continue. But God's grace was so sh sufficient this year. And even with, like, some of my past struggles and, like, yeah, I've learned a lot about humility this year. Um, I ended up telling my parents my full testimony for the first time, which I had never done. Mm. Um, I've been a Christian for three years now, and they had, I had told them I'd been a Christian since I was about eight. Um, now, my parents aren't dumb they probably knew I wasn't a Christian but you know this was the first time of me sitting down and just saying like this is where I've sinned this is this is where I'm actually come from and yeah the amount of humility I felt when I told my parents and I told my mentor back home um I learned a lot about the love of the church because of it like I don't know Growing up, I I never really, I wouldn't say I had a very high view of the church, um, but yeah, the humility that came with that experience, and then even just telling my hall my testimony, mm. um, and my hall leaders my testimony, and just a few other people just as it came up in relevance, um, yeah, it showed me a lot about how God uses our story and we shouldn't despise our story because yeah I don't know the last year last year was a lot of me wishing that I had a different testimony and wishing that I didn't um make the mistakes I did and wishing I was a follower like Aaron's been a Christian since he was a kid and we talk about how 
people who have been Christian since a kid often try and have a very dramatic testimony and um, and wish that wish for testimonies where people more can like learn. yours yeah and a lot of last year was me actually envying your testimony and how you'd been a Christian since you were a kid and wondering like if like praying like God can you just like give me amnesia or something I don't want to remember this but like just the amount of opportunity God has given to use my testimony as a tool to build his kingdom like there's just been so much opportunity for that I so yeah I've learned a lot I've also learned that my personality is greatly affected by sleep (laughs) yeah that's a fun fact sleep and and coffee Mm mm-hmm yeah and also medication like when I take medication to be healthy yep I end up being have medication that, that really helps and you. Then, You're like, is this how a normal functioning brain works? I'm like, yeah, that yeah, is. That, that's how that works. That is. And you're just like, wow. Dude. I remember the first time you had like an actual night's sleep. And you slept like eight hours. And you walked in the dining hall and you're like, is it always this loud in here? I'm like, yeah, it is. And you were just like looking around in wonder like a kid in a candy store. Just like, I never, I never even knew. I never knew what the world could be like. I've had insomnia since I was, like, a little kid. I rarely have had sleep in my life. Aaron's mimicking me still, and it's kind of savage, actually. Um, but, yeah, I've never – I didn't sleep as a kid, and so no, – um, And then I got a weighted blanket in October, and that was the first time I'd slept since I was, like, I don't know, 10? Something like that. And so, yeah, I learned in October who was in my class. <laughs> October of second year. October of second year. Second year. Like, we've been with these people for over a year. (laughs) And And I was just like, oh, this person's still here. That's kind of neat. And Aaron's like, yeah, they've been here for a month. Just so you know. And I I felt really bad. Oh, I was not nice either. I made fun of her for a long time. Oh, yeah, it was really brutal. Anyway, that's what I've learned. I think you've all probably figured out by now that I just make fun of Pam a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Also, that is affected by how much sleep and how much coffee I do get. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yesterday, I was grumpy and irritated, and I was absolutely brutal to people in my mind. But it really doesn't matter how much coffee or sleep you get. You're brutal to me regardless. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'm less brutal. I'm nicer about being mean to you. Yeah, you might hug me after. Might. Might. Might is a bit of a stretch. So, okay, things that I've learned this year. I guess I already said a little bit about, like, with worship leadership. That was, that was pretty narrow to, like, the last, the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, it was a hard year for me, too, in a lot of ways. I was, yesterday I was, I was talking to someone here, and I was just kind of looking back at, where, what was I doing in November? Where was I at in December? And, oh, boy, the change, the difference... Ay, ay, ay. I can't believe I was worried about things in November that I was worried about. Now that I look back, I'm like, that was just dumb. I don't remember. Well, anyways. <laughs> I know that come February-ish, like shortly after my birthday, I guess. Yeah. I I went, I had a few days where I didn't get any sleep. Yeah. But like... Not just because I am insomniac or, or anything. I, I had some issues with my heart. Mm-hmm. My heart was always racing mm-hmm. and didn't really know what to do. And that was frightening. 
-hmm. And so I wasn't sleeping mm -hmm. and I was very anxious and very stressed and I was time. exhausted. It was kind of like me and Pam switched. It was yeah. weird. And like definitely a lot of spiritual warfare going mm -hmm. on with that. Um, I look back, I was probably burnt out. Because... Mm -hmm. uh, can confirm. Can confirm. I was probably burnt out. I am not a highly emotional person and I don't really think in emotions. And I live in a girl's dorm in which... There's so much, like, everyone's just emotionally charged all the time, and it's exhausting, and people, oh, man. I'm not emotionally charged. Definitely not. Pam's totally not emotionally charged. I mean, very sarcastic at the moment. But, yeah, I was exhausted from that. That was yeah. a significant was portion hard. of that. And, like, I don't know, I'm at a stage of life where I want, I need a place to escape where I can be alone and where I can think and where I don't need to be mm -hmm. responsible in a girl's dorm. That does not exist. Of course not. My room is not a, a safe place for me to just sit and not be bothered, I guess. You know what you need? A house. I was going to say a mountain, but that works too. A mountain would work. Actually, I would love a mountain. I could come down the mountain and I could help people. And then I could go back up the mountain and I could say, no trespassing. Sorry, no, 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 no. You stay down here. Go away. Go, go away. <laughs> it was nice to meet you. Now go, go away. away. That's probably not what Jesus would have done. But that's what they did in Freddy Tales. That's true. Actually, Jesus did find time alone. Yep. He did try to find time alone, and he was also tired. So maybe I'm just becoming more like Jesus. It's a funny old thing that is. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's interesting. Yeah, you were talking about, like, depending on the Lord for strength, and that's definitely been, like, the big, the big mm -hmm. old lesson that I learned this year mm -hmm. was... Even, like, depending on the Lord for strength through community and through fellowship, yeah. I'm a very independent person, and I like not bothering people. I want people to come to me. I love that. I love when I can serve people and help people in that way, but I don't want to go to them. And a good friend of ours actually kind of called me out on that and was like, Aaron, you know, we love you, right? You should tell us when you're not doing well so we can help you. Almost like, mm -hmm. oh, she used more words than that. She was... Yeah. She made her point come she across. She made, she, mm-hmm. Thoroughly. Yep. She did. Bless her soul. And then she gave me a hug and I was like, huh, yep, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm very bad at using the body of Christ the way it ought to be used. And, and relying on people who are wise and who love the Lord as much or more than I do, that is a very, very useful, useful blessing that, mm -hmm. that Jesus has given us. And I don't make use of it as often as I should. I'm always like, no, I'm fine. I can, I can do this on my own. I'm fine. I can do this on my own. And then with, with having issues and not being, not being okay, and I, I really needed to be like, oh, yep, that's right. I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. I really can't. And that was really good for me to learn because it, mm -hmm. it, it from where I was, like, I, God just seemed really far away. Mm -hmm. Like, I was praying all the time. I was reading mm -hmm. my Bible a lot. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it just did nothing for me. Like, I just mm -hmm. didn't get excited about, about Jesus mm -hmm. and the gospel. And that was a frightening thing to look at where I was like, am, am I apostatizing? What is this? Which Pam laughs because she's like, Aaron, you weren't apostatizing. Obviously you weren't. But I was, yeah, that was, that was a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, like looking back and actually in the, in the moment, I guess I, I was, Really thinking, okay, the fact that I don't want Jesus to be far away, and I want him to be near, and how much comfort I take in that, I'd say is a good thing. 
kind of nice to, to want God to be close. And when he no longer felt far away, I remember just praising him and I was walking on sunshine. I was like, God is not far away. And like when he felt far away, I knew he wasn't. I know my head knew it. My head knew God's with us. He promised me that. That's and I have the Holy Spirit within me. I know that he's not far away. He just seems really far away. And actually when I that feeling went away and my brain and my heart could finally coordinate a little bit just to give me a break, I remember pr- praying a very strange prayer in which I said, Lord, if I was supposed to learn more from that, don't take that feeling away too soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, God, this is nice. Like, I like, I like not being anxious or stressed, mm-hmm. and I like that you feel close, but, but I, I am prepared to learn more mm-hmm. from that suffering. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, the Lord did not bring that back. No, that was good. And then even um, some stuff happened on campus that was just really rough. Mm-hmm. And just some stuff in my own life that was just really hard. Um, mm-hmm. That feeling didn't come back. And, but the circumstance kind of mm-hmm. was back. You know, like the mm-hmm. circumstances that made me anxious and I was worried mm-hmm. were there. But God seemed so close. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I just mm-hmm. could rest and have peace about the sovereignty of God. And that's my favorite feeling. It was good. It was a good thing to think about, especially when I could compare. Yeah. Uh, you're, I am someone who has struggled with envying mm-hmm. other people's testimonies. Cause mm-hmm. I've been a Christian since I, as long as mm-hmm. I can remember, like I never had a time where I was mm-hmm. not wanting to be like mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. I had a moment of like rededication when I was about 11, mm-hmm. but it's not like the Lord pulled me out of a mm-hmm. habit of drugs or mm-hmm. like of partying and drinking mm-hmm. and all these these things that are outwardly mm-hmm. wicked. Of course, my sin is not lesser than mm-hmm. anyone else's, but sometimes I was like, man, like the Lord hasn't redeemed me out of much and I know I have a tendency to forget mm-hmm. the weight of my sin mm-hmm. and what that I'm no mm-hmm. better. I have a lot of struggle with that mm-hmm. of thinking, man, if I had been redeemed out of more, I could have mm-hmm. something to compare to but I had something to compare to of like, oh, God's felt really far away. Man, this is like, this is what people feel like all the time. Mm-hmm. Where where they have mm-hmm. no comforter. They have no gospel to, to mm-hmm. think about. They have no Jesus to praise. Like, man, that's emptiness. And I got a taste of that emptiness. Yeah. And so it, it gives me a lot more mm-hmm. heart for mm-hmm. evangelism. When mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You just live in anxiety and you have no Jesus to turn to. Yeah. What a miserable existence. I think like one more thing that I learned um, is something that like staff here say pretty frequently and something that my dad has said pretty frequently is that we need to, as Christians, be preaching the gospel to ourselves every day, mm-hmm. preaching Christ crucified. And that like has almost become a cliche to me. Like, it's something I've always heard my dad say and I've heard staff say for years. Um, But, yeah, that became so real to me this year. Like, none of us are above the gospel. Hmm. Like, the fact that we are created in his image. Like, God loved us. He's perfect. He created us perfect like him. And then the fact that we sinned the depth of that, the gravity of that, like, especially in Easter time, that's something we really think about, and, um, just the fact that, like, we can't save ourselves, like, we, we can't, there's nothing we can do, we can't get through this day without God putting breath in our lungs, and even in that, 
weakness. Like, we are absolutely pathetically weak before him. He still sent his son to die for us, to reconcile, to bring us back to him, to Mm. make payment for our sins so that we can live in freedom and in hope and in a way that preaches that story. And that became really real to me this year. Like, no Christian is above the gospel. The amount of times that I've been just sitting in conversations where I've been struggling and people have reminded me of the gospel or in situations where other people have been struggling and the only words I could say was, like, talking about the gospel. Like, it's become so clear to me, like, yes, we need more. Mm. Um, as we mature, we need more than just the gospel. We need to grow and, solid like... foods. Yeah, we need yeah. solid foods. We need theology. But you need the gospel. Like, mm. I wouldn't even say it's solid foods and vitamins, I, or solid foods and milk. I'd say, like, the gospel is the vitamins, the nutrients, and everything else is, like, the fiber, the carbs that you need to or, grow. Or it's, like, you, you're receiving those nutrients mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah. Like, in more tangible mm-hmm. ways. Yeah, exactly. Like, and in, in more mature ways. It's so crazy to think, like, yeah, I don't know. I... I would say that I've always kind of had the gospel in a pretty good focus because that was something that, like, when I became a Christian, it was super real to me, like, what the gospel meant. But, like, just even now, just going through this year, like, preach the gospel to yourself daily. And that's Mm. part of why we started this podcast was we wanted to remind people of the gospel and what that looked like in different ways. And we wanted to talk about coffee. And we wanted to talk about coffee. We wanted to find ways to drink more coffee. Why did we think we needed an excuse to drink more coffee? Or to preach the gospel more. I guess yeah. <laughs> either one. Probably the gospel. Well, this was a good way for us to preach point. the gospel in a tent of different Through ways. coffee. We should make like a coffee illustration and see if it's completely heretical Ooh. and send give it to Travis. We could. We could hey, Travis, the that. guy who roasts our coffee, is also the theology prof here. We crush it! Okay, there's a concept throughout scripture, if you pay attention to any typology of, like, from Isaiah 53, he was crushed Mm -hmm. for our iniquities. Excellent, excellent verse. And throughout the Torah, they had to crush things in order, there's a certain offering, like grain offerings, you crush them before you refine them and before it it produces something and jesus was crushed for our iniquities like bread and like grain and we grind coffee coffee. we crush it that's actually not even that much of a stretch that's like pretty good actually travis if you're listening to this travis we thought (laughs) please don't get us kicked out for heresy please don't point out plots in this we crush these beans that like have been roasted they've been refined they've they've gone through this process and then we crush them down to nothing, and out of it produces life. And the Israelites were supposed to do that as a constant reminder of their sin. So us in making coffee, we're reminding is- ourselves of our sin, and it produces life. Anyway, in caffeine form. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this past semester's worth of "It's Not an Allegory." Oh my goodness, I can't. Like my mind is still exploding. I can't believe I thought. <laughs> Aaron's gonna sit in this knowledge for a second. I'm gonna go eat brunch. But yep, be blessed in the most chaotic way possible. And enjoy your coffee.